Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Clickbait. And before we get into the Bachelor Nation breakdown, we have some news. We've seen your messages and DMs, and we do have a host update for you guys. We send Tasha our best and our love, and would like to officially welcome Tia as our new co-host of Clickbait. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And there are only three days left before How to Win the Bachelor officially gets released. It's already released in many cases. Many of you already have it in your hands. But if you don't, it officially comes out (laughs) on the 25th. And you still have those three days left to pre-order it at howtowinthebachelor.com. You can enter all of our contests. You can maybe get an autographed copy of the book. You can maybe maybe get a Zoom with Pace Case and myself, win some contraband merch, win one very special prize that is going to be given out to one person and one person only. 
that will be life-changing to say the least. And if you buy it in a bookstore before the 25th, you can also submit that receipt on howtowinthebachelor.com. And something I did, I requested it from my local library. You know, can't hurt. Can't hurt to help the pit level up, get that, get those libraries to uh, get a very important tome into their catalogs. And if you have children and they go to schools and those schools have a library, ask that library to get it in their school library as well so that we can train the next generation. Yes. The Gore Child Army. That's right. Rise up. (laughs) And we still have our sweatshirts available as well at etsy.com slash shop slash Game of Roses. That is the beautiful design by Ella Tolkien of Pace Case and myself sitting deep in the bottom of the pit, surrounded by all the things that make up the pit, the goats, the Hoojus, the Phantom Night One tapes, all kinds of stuff <laughs> that are references to things we talk about in our show all the time. So you can go again to etsy.com slash shop slash Game of Roses if you want to pick that up. And you can also get some beautiful jewelry right now in a collaboration that we did with Vera Meat. And you can... All of her links are all over our social media, but it's veramete.com. And you can go there and check out the Game of Roses collection and get a gore ring or a 4TRR necklace or a 4TWR necklace, depending on your disposition. But there are a bunch <laughs> of other things there that you can check out as well. We hope that you guys are enjoying all these various things that we have out there in the world. They're so great. If you post a picture of it, please tag us. I'm really enjoying these Creatures wearing cringe necklaces. Yeah, those are fantastic. I laugh every time. (laughs) But that's all the business we got up top. Now we're going to jump right into this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to start out by talking about what is happening in the game. This is Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. We often discuss how the game is changing, how certain players are doing things that change the game or producers are augmenting or altering pieces of the game or hosts are getting fired or hired or whatever. We're reacting in Mm -hmm. many cases to what is happening to our beloved game. But today we're going to be talking about how we are affecting the game. Gore. This is the beginning of the gore era. It is the last week before a book comes out. And then after January 25th, every incoming player from here on out is going to have access to this blueprint of how to play the game. We think this is going to drastically increase the level of overall play, possibly even how the show is made or presented at the very least. You know, some people are calling January 25th, second Christmas. And first Christmas, the original with Jesus Christ was, you know, its own demarcation between time (laughs) periods. Yes. Before Christ and after Christ. And this will be before HTWTB and after. Oh, I didn't realize. We're going to alter the calendar. That's fantastic. Since we've started the show, really, it was always in service of writing that book. And Mm -hmm. everything that we talk about in this show the ideas of what the game mechanics are, how to measure them, how to use those measurements for strategy, and even how we see the game evolving. 
it's all really been in service of trying to alter the game and of trying to bring out the truth of it, that this is a game to get people to accept that. And obviously anybody listening to this, I think does accept it as a game as we do. Or hate listen. (laughs) Yeah. Some people hate listen to our show. I'm sure, you know, we have a lot of metrics on that, of course, but we have seen evidence, not just with our book, we've seen evidence over the two years that we've been doing this show of the things we talk about getting absorbed into the game and having actual effect. So we're just going to give some examples of those now. Mm -hmm. The word huju, as everyone knows who listens to us, we've come up with a lexicon of different terminology to describe things in the game. PTCs, IFIs, uh, Seleucian Protocol. Love levels. And huju is, is one of the terms that we came up with to describe when the player will run and jump on the lead wrap their legs around them, hug them, kiss them. That is called a huju, short for hug, jump. And so we have actually seen this term used by Tyler Cameron in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. We have seen it used by current host Jesse Palmer in a comment on the official Bachelor ABC Instagram account. Mm -hmm. We have seen increased numbers of hujus per season. We see them on group dates now. We saw Katie mm-hmm. Thurston do a day huju and night huju on the same one-on-one date. We saw Thurston do a final rose ceremony huju with a perfectly chosen outfit with a slit in the dress in order to accomplish this task. You think that was a huju ready decision. Absolutely. She was like, I got to be able to hoot you at the final rose ceremony. Maybe. Look, I'm laughing at it, but I'm also saying like all this shit is happening, which is kind of the surreal part of this to me is that, yeah, we joke and we have fun and stuff, but like the fact remains this word hoot has been sucked up into the main bachelor architecture. Producers use it to describe that event. Players Mm -hmm. use it. Hosts use it. And like we said, the number of hujus has increased dramatically since we started giving our kind of Olympic ratings to them and and talking about them with with some frequency. We saw ring winner Blake Moynes use this term on his Instagram post he posted on finale night on his Instagram. And then we have some some other things that are not quite conclusive, but we like to <laughs> claim them as such. We've got other uh-huh. players using words like portion or creature of the week. PPOTW in their podcast and on their social media. And some of those when they're actually using like PPOTW. And of course, that's a nod to to our show. I don't know how much it changes the actual game, but Mm -hmm. it's there. And then you even have things that are like uh, pop culture events happening. There was, for example, on Saturday Night Live, there was a sketch with Tyler Cameron in it and Kim Kardashian. And it was a Bachelor specific sketch. And one of the players is told to go into the pit and they jump into a fiery pit when they get dismissed from the Mm -hmm. show. Is that a direct reference to us? Yes. Yes. 100% (laughs) conclusive evidence. Right. We saw Dark Lord Palmer on the season premiere of Bachelor season 26 state in the document that he was a happily married man. We saw player Cassidy Timbrooks also ask him that question again. Are you a happily married man? Which we believe is a reference to our podcast, which we often reference Dark Lord Harrison's first episode on season one, where he says, I'm not the bachelor. I'm a happily married man. Is that affecting the game? Maybe. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, it's affecting the document, the happily married man thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was in there. I don't know if we were a part of that, though. That could have just been Cassidy Timbrooks. I think, yes, she probably is like, that's a phrase I need to get him to say. 
But producers also could have just written it in for him, at least in the first iteration, because they were like, we have to give a nod to the original Dark Lord. I mean, you really think they went back and watched season one, episode one, and this didn't have anything to do with Game of Roses? I don't know. See, I don't know. That's not conclusive. No, these are our more experimental ties. They're, They're on the periphery. It's like it could have something to do with us. It could also be circumstantial. But we also are seeing things that we're doing affecting certain strategies. Notably, Bachelor in Paradise Season 7, Brennan Marais and Piper James coming into Paradise with a game plan, openly discussing Instagram followers. And this, I mean, we essentially said they should do this. I don't know yeah. if they're listening to our podcast, but we said it on the podcast. Then they did it in a way that was uh, not executed well, but they did do it. And the idea that this is a game that you can come in with a strategy is basically the thesis of our entire show. So at the very least, that has seeped into the real actual gameplay, at least in BIP7. We also saw at the beginning of Michelle Young's season, a player named Brian Fox came in with folders and he was demonized by the show for coming in with a strategy. This we can conclusively say we did not coach him directly. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> we would not advise to bring physical paper evidence of your strategy into the game ever. Unless it's the book, How to Win the Bachelor. We saw former Crown Katie Thurston posting Game of Roses as her Spotify wrapped most listened to podcast. And something we will delve into further, nominating me for Bachelorette this week. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know if that affects the game. If I'm cast, it will affect the game. That's true. When you become the next mm-hmm. Bachelorette, then it will have affected the game. But we also see more people jumping in on toasts, fighting for first responder positions, escalating in these powerful parasocial plays that people are doing constantly. Katie Thurston mm-hmm. really was the first lead to just be making media every day, all day, really hitting that parasocial play hard. And we think that it our coverage of it as a sport and really ranking the different players about who falls where mm-hmm. in the parasocial ladder has contributed to all players wanting to up their game a little bit in the parasocial world. Yeah, Dale Moss. And we also have this thing that has emerged as a result of what we constantly talk about, which is the Warner Brothers defense. And this is Warner Brothers using company players to uphold the lies of the show in order to combat the truth that it is a game, which we think is becoming a lot more widely accepted in truth. And partly it's because of what we're doing on this show. You know, we saw on Clickbait, there was an article that was written about our show in Vanity Fair. And then Tasha Adams says she doesn't like those people talking about us, the ones who are calling this a game. We have Grocery Store Joe just last week, basically calling us out indirectly on Clickbait by saying there are podcasts out there that think this is a game. Well, it's not a game. And it's like, the name of our podcast is Game of Roses. I think he's talking about <laughs> us. <laughs> so we're at least affecting it in that way. Yes, this is, you know, not conclusive evidence, but high, highly indicated. We also see these villain edits coming for players who are openly treating it as a game. Piper James, Brendan Rice, Alana Milne, Chris Conran. As well as we're seeing a villain edit for Cassidy Timbrooks and Shanae Ankney, mm-hmm. which I can't wait to see how this plays out in the next episode. I am like, I feel that I haven't watched The Bachelor in a week and a half. I feel it in my veins. Oh my God, you have no idea. Jones and I, I saw some guy walking <laughs> past my window 
right now, like maybe 10 minutes ago, just some yeah. guy. I looked out my window and thought to myself, is that Clayton Eckerd? It in no way was Clayton Eckerd. It was just a random person. But because I haven't seen The Bachelor in a week, now every person I see is Clayton Eckerd. <laughs> is that pizza? Yeah, exactly. He's in Scottsdale, Clues. Is he? He ain't here. Is he? I don't know. Me either. We also have some uh, less than credible ideas about how we may be mm-hmm. affecting the game. <laughs> and these are more theories, I suppose. But that the Bachelor Instagram account is constantly putting pictures of Michelle Young with ladders during her season. We think mm-hmm. is probably open trolling of Pace Case's fear of ladders. Yes. And of course, in season 25 on uh, Matt James's group date, they had an entire group date where they made all the players dress as squirrels. I am the world's greatest or used to be the world's greatest squirrel photographer when I was still doing that. We've talked openly about it on this show. My love of squirrels. R.I.P. Squirrelius. R.I.P. Squirrelius. This has to be open trolling of me, we think. We think. And what's our what's our biggest evidence, Clues? This, I think, is the biggest way that we've actually affected the game because this is not mm-hmm. any bullshitting. This is not them trolling us. I've been coaching players that are in the mm-hmm. game now. We're all seeing them on TV. And there's never going to be another season after 26 that doesn't have coached players in it. I think this ultimately is most drastically going to affect Paradise. Because mm-hmm. that's that game is going to be an entirely different thing now as a result of having like active coached players in it. But even in the Bachelor and Bachelorette, we're going to start to see the overall level of play drastically increased, but also the ability of producers to manipulate the players, I think, is going to start to drastically be decreased. And that's going to be very interesting to see what their reactions are. I believe it may elevate the level of manipulation. They may have to go harder in the paint Mm. to get the results they want. And I don't know what that's going to do to the show overall. Waterboarding. Who the fuck knows? They're going to have to start (laughs) upping their game because the players that are going to start coming into their game are going to know the game better than they do. Right. And that's not going to go over well with them, you know, (laughs) in my opinion. I know. I want to say it's like if I was a producer, what I would do to avoid casting your coach players. And I would be like, well you can't accept anybody who's applying. And then I'm like, well, no, but you're also coaching people who have been contacted by the show. (laughs) You will never be able to detect these players, first of all. And to say, if they put some clause in like, well, you can't have been coached, then get rid of Hannah Sluss because she was coached by Mm -hmm. Hannah Godwin. And there are plenty of players incoming. Get rid of Tia Booth, coached by Raven Gates. Yes. Any incoming player can, once you're like cast in the show, you have almost carte blanche to start DMing old players and be like, hey, do you have any advice? That's technically coaching. Almost all players Mm -hmm. do that. So are you going to say you can't do that anymore? We know that Connor the Catman B was coached by his mom who practiced bullying him. (laughs) Is Connor the Catman B not allowed to role play with his mother anymore? Is that going to be in the contract? You have to emancipate. You can no longer be part of your family. You can't even talk to your mom. But ultimately, all of this is to say that kind of our our biggest effect or really like the the biggest philosophical effect that we think we're having on the game that is really starting to become present now and clear now is that we know this show is a game and we know a lot of other people know that too we all still watch it but because it's a game that is why we watch and we think that the show still thinks it needs to uphold the lie that it's not a game 
that it's a sincere attempt to help people fall in love. And now more than ever, we feel like because of the company podcast, because of the punishment that happens to players who acknowledge this, we're entering this era and possibly even helping create it when the idea that the show is a lie, that it's a game, will be front and center. And every member of the fourth audience is going to have to choose whether they go on accepting the lie as truth or whether they embrace what this show actually is, that it's a game. That really, I think, is what our contribution is about to be in how we're changing it in this next era of viewership. Is like, it's going to be two sides. Yeah. You're either like... Sauce or pit. That's basically it. Because I think especially once the book comes out, you're not going to be able to just kind of naively watch the show and be like, oh, everybody's there falling in love. You have to either actively adhere to that and say it is not a game. Or you have to be like, no, it is a game. And people can still fall in love in it. But they're all playing a game. Time will tell. Time will tell. But that wraps up our state of the game. Thank you for indulging. And now it is time to move on to that section of our show where we talk about ratings and we talk about Instagram movements for all the players in season 26 of our beloved game. This is... This Week in Games. There were no ratings this week for our beloved game as it was replaced with some NFL action. The Arizona Cardinals took on the Los Angeles Rams Monday night And we thought it would be fun to compare that game's ratings to our own beloved game from the week before. Last Monday night, former NFL hopeful and ultimate Viking Clayton Eckert pulled in a .73 in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic with 3.1 million total viewers. This week, the Cardinals and Rams pulled in a 7.2 rating and (laughs) 12.77 million viewers on ABC, a Disney company, and a 4.6 rating with 8.83 million as it aired simultaneously on ESPN, a Disney company. It obviously destroyed our beloved game in any measurable metric, but we're still hopeful that as this season progresses closer to Eckerd's confession that he was intimate with both of the finalists and his ultimate breaking point, the numbers will pick up. I'm broken. I mean, that's what we're watching Hmm. for. We're watching to see this man break. That's how they're marketing it to us. That is the Mm -hmm. clip that they're showing for the end of the season. That's the fence jump. I'm broken. I mean, yeah, they had a promo that was just people crying. Yes. Just to your play. That's our beloved game. And now on to the crown gains. Clayton Eckerd has gained 3,000 Instagram followers this week, bringing him to 157K total. Good job, Clayton. (laughs) Now let's move on to the top five games chart for the players of Bachelor Season 26 since January 13th, 2022. They are pretty stagnant considering there was no document, but there was a little bit of movement. The gold medal in gains once again goes to 28-year-old jiu-jitsu enthusiast slash pageant queen slash wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Susie Evans. She gained 4.5K followers, bringing her to 44.2K. Notably, no one has joined the 100K club yet. The silver medal in gains once again goes to the 24-year-old surgical unit nurse from Highland, California, Teddy Wright. She gained 1.9 thousand followers, bringing her to 25.2K total. The bronze medal in gains once again goes to 25-year-old flight instructor from Claremont, Florida, Rachel Recchia. 
She gained 1.4K followers, bringing her to 18.4K total. Just out of metal contention, fourth place goes to the 32-year-old real estate advisor from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, Elizabeth Corrigan. She gained 1,199 followers, bringing her to 8.9K total. And fifth place in gains goes to a newcomer on the charts, the Oppenheim Group real estate agent from Lake Hollywood, California, Kate Gallivan. She gained 1,195 followers, bring her to 10.1K total. I think the fourth and fifth place, Corrigan and Gallivan, were because of parasocial plays this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing that now, too. All players are making massive parasocial plays just kind of constantly. I think that's the era we're in. I don't know if we had anything to do with that, but definitely now, social (laughs) media is all that matters if you're a player. And while your season is re-airing, You just got to be pumping it out. And many of these players are doing it. Now let's move on to the top five chart for January 20th, 2022. In first place is the bartender from the LA icons, Genevieve Parisi. She maintains the lead with 54.5K. In second place for Instagram followers, 28-year-old wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Susie Evans. At 44.2K. Third place, we got another LA icon, the Cougar social media director and night one girl, Jane Pike at 34.3K. Another LA icon, Melina Nassab, the 27-year-old Kenga jumping personal trainer, comes in fourth place at 30.5K. And rounding out that top five is the surgical unit nurse, 24-year-old Teddy Wright. She's got 25.2K. Love to see so many LA icons in the top five like that. Just a dominant Mm -hmm. parasocial team. No other team in the nation even has a chance to come close to the awesome parasocial power of the Los Los Angeles icons. (laughs) And now a new segment of gains. I have made the executive decision. We are no longer tracking Clayton Eckerd's Twitter followers, and we are adding in <laughs> TikTok followers for the players. I mean, we we talk about how TikTok is rising. It is becoming the most important social media platform. It is usurping Instagram as it, the Gen Z audience moves in and the millennial audience moves out or... Mm-hmm you know, becomes the next baby boomers, I suppose. Definitely. And something interesting I found putting together this chart is the only Instagram TikTok overlap in the top five is Susie Evans as we go through this. Coming in at first place on TikTok is 24-year-old law student and night one girl Daria Rose from Baldwin, New York. She has 38.5K TikTok followers. Second place is Susie Evans. She's got 12.6K. Third is Lindsay Windham, the 28-year-old industrial sales rep from Houston, Texas. She has 10.2K. And Claire Heilig is in fourth place. She is a 28-year-old spray tanner and night one girl. She has 8.9 thousand followers on TikTok. And in fifth place is Hunter Hogg the 28-year-old HR specialist from Charlotte, North Carolina. She has 1.9K TikTok followers. So there is not that much competition on TikTok. If you step up your game on TikTok, you can be making these charts pretty easily. I completely agree. And I... I encourage it. Absolutely. Everybody should be on TikTok. Clayton Eckert, if you're listening, 
You don't have a TikTok. This is a mistake. You got to be making TikTok videos. There is one TikTok. I'm not sure if it's him that has nine followers. But <laughs> it's hard to say if it is him. <laughs> I, there are some that are like Clayton Eckert is the name on them, but there are no videos posted or anything. If it is just like a lurker account that he has, he's not doing anything with it. But TikTok is important. Everybody should be on it. Everybody should be making content if you're a player in our beloved game. Mm-hmm. We obviously saw Katie Thurston. I think that that was a, a part of why she was selected as Bachelorette is because the producers were like, we need a Gen Z Bachelorette. To compare it, the top TikTok player in the nation is good girl Madison Pruitt from Bachelor Season 24 at 2.2 million TikTok followers. And second place is, of course, friend of the pod, Danny Padilla at 1.9 million. TikTok followers. God, he's crushing it. He's so good. Danny fucking Padilla. That rounds out all of our gains for this week. Now it's time to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss some of the more luscious tids that we have feasted upon this week. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, this tid has to do with our opening clip of the show. It's official. New York influence superstar Tasha Adams is out. The second season 16 Bachelorette has rendered hosting duties for both of the biggest Warner Brothers Bachelor Company podcasts, Bachelor Happy Hour and Clickbait. But Thursday's episode of Clickbait opened with company player GSJ announcing... Before we get into Bachelor Nation Breakdown, we have some news. We've seen your messages and DMs, and we do have a host update for you guys. We send Tasha our best and our love, and we'd like to officially welcome Tia Booth as our new host of Clickbait. That was my GSJ. Thank you very much. Nice. I thought you were playing a clip. Extraordinary. I'm getting there. This announcement came with a change to the official clickbait logo that replaced Adams's image with one of GSJ, who is now featured prominently in the very center as the focal point of the show with Parker and Booth flanking him. Adams had been a regular co-host of clickbait since its October 2020 debut when the original lineup included GSJ and season 24 FIMP recipient and ring winner Hannah Ann Sloss. Sloss was gone by November of 2020 and was replaced by Natasha Parker. During the airing of Michelle Young's season 18 of The Bachelor, Adams migrated to co-hosting Bachelor Happy Hour with Becca Kufrin. Serena Pitt has since taken over co-hosting duties on Happy Hour, although she has not been officially named to the position. There has been some speculation from the fourth audience that Adams was considering cutting her ties to the company podcast when she removed mentions of them from her Instagram bio earlier this month. Theories about Adams' sudden and unexplained departure from these lucrative propaganda machines have included everything from a possible second Bachelorette run to excommunication from the company class of players due to her recent breakup with Bachelorette season 16 ring winner, Zach Clark. We have no conclusive information that points to any reason, but whatever it may be, we certainly wish Taisha all the best as she pursues whatever is on the horizon. Adams was the first Black player in history to cross the million Instagram follower threshold and currently sits at 1.8 million. And of course, congrats to the always overlooked Bachelorette contender, Tia Booth, on securing a company job. Booth has 1.2 million Instagram followers. Taste the sauce. (laughs) 
Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims this show is sponsored by better help this year is flying by we're almost halfway through it now i've done a lot of things that i'm proud of this year a lot of them related to gore we've had some great interviews We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists 
literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Next up in Bachelor Nation news, some sad news. Clint Arliss has died at the age of 34. Arliss was a player in Caitlin Bristow's season 11 of The Bachelorette, where he made it to week three. He was perhaps most known for his villain dynamic duo with J.J. Lane. Arliss had no Instagram account, a rarity for a player in this era of play, but plenty of fellow players took to their accounts to express condolences and sympathies, including Nick Vial. We wish the Arliss family well in this difficult time. In happier news, Raven Gates and Adam Gottschalk welcomed their first child into our dying world on Tuesday, January 18th. The couple met as players in season four of BIP, but did not get engaged on sand. They continued dating and planned on getting married in December of 2020, but had to postpone due to COVID. The couple started an Instagram account for their new child way back in July of 2021, when he was still a fetus and appeared to be doing SpawnCon through an account with a recent post featuring father Adam Gottschalk sharing what's in his hospital bag. Baby.Gottschalk has 38.8K followers, which pales in comparison to baby player juggernauts like Alessi Leyendijk at 347K, but it's enough to get in the game. Congrats to all members of the Gottschalk family. We hope your new baby is happy and healthy and a lucrative new revenue stream. In more Bachelor Nation baby news, the Ayakanetis revealed their unborn son's name via Amazon Live this week. Dawson Dimitri Hybon is due to enter our world in February, which is right around the corner. Speculation ignited within the fourth audience at the origin of the name Dawson, leading many to believe that it was an homage to the James Vanderbeek vehicle Dawson's Creek. But Aya Kennedy herself was quick to correct fans, letting them know that it's actually a reference to Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Titanic, Jack Dawson. What fools we've been to think that Aya Kennedy would name her child after anyone less than an A-lister. Congrats to the Aya Kennedys on this monumental announcement and on all of their Amazon money. I do have issue with part of this news story, which is calling it a James Vanderbeek vehicle when it was clearly a Joshua Jackson vehicle. <laughs> Team Pacey for life. What about uh, Katie Holmes? She came from that show as well. And she now sure. has uh, her own spawn con with Thomas Cruise. Look, she's a success, but no one's shown like Pacey. I'm just saying it's all full, full circle. Tom Cruise is the star of that Top Gun movie, which was a date in Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette. I mean, it really comes full circle because in season one, when she's supposed to be, Joey is supposed to be 16, she's watching a Tom Cruise movie in which he's a full adult. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love Dawson's Creek, by the way. I can tell. Finally, <laughs> in Bachelor Nation news, we have a few legal contracts of partnership that can only end in divorce or death to mention. Derek Peth married his girlfriend of two years, model Saffron Vadher this week, and the mayor of paradise himself, Jordan Kimball, married his longtime girlfriend, Christina Creedon. Congrats to both paradise players. We hope that both of your marriages end in death and not divorce. This is a dark bachelor nation news you got here, Clues. You know, I do what I do. I do what I do. But before we get out of bachelor nation news, let's talk about this Tasha Adams thing. 
because I I don't know why she has left these shows. No one really does. And people are putting all kinds of speculative things out there on yeah. in the forums and elsewhere. We have no idea, though. It could no. be that she is excommunicated for some reason. It could be that she had some problem with the producers or something, and they're just like, fuck you, you're out. I don't think it's because she broke up with Zach Clark, though, because that no. there are plenty of single players that are in that the company tier. Tia Booth, they just gave her the job. She's perpetually single. That's a well-known fact, and she's on that show. Uh, Natasha Parker is on that show, also single. They're okay with that, I think. There is something slightly different about a lead breaking up with the ring winner that is maybe a part of it, but then you also have Becca Kufrin, who was hosting Happy Hour for a very long time when she and Garrett Egarian were split up. So it's like, I don't quite buy that. Yeah, I... I don't want to like issue any speculation on this. I did think she seemed uncomfortable in the after the final rose when they when Caitlin asked her about the breakup. Totally. I did dip a toe into the forums and I did like this one comment. Oh God. By anonymous lurker twenty six, who said it's telling to me that three fourths of the POC leads have chosen to separate themselves from the franchise, and the mm. fourth has alluded to not liking her season's edit. This is referring to. Tasha sure. Adams, Rachel Lindsay, Matt James, mm-hmm. and then Michelle Young. Tasha Adams has not separated herself from the franchise, though. Her Instagram bio still says co-host of mm-hmm. Bachelorette. She still has a million pictures of her doing Bachelor things in her main grid. It's just these podcasts. Right. Just the podcasts. She's, yeah, she's taken those out of her bio, but she still, at least per her Instagram, is very much a part of Bachelor Nation and a part of the production. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's exactly it. I mean... My hope is that she got some other awesome job that maybe she's going to start appearing mm-hmm. on camera for some entertainment news magazine or who who knows what, you know, I think that would be cool. And that seems like it might, that to me seems like the most logical explanation is that she got a different job and she's not going to be able to do these podcasts anymore. Right. I feel like my ideal outcome probably would be that she gets a second season, although I think that's unlikely. You know, she only got that like half totally half of Claire's bubble season. So I think they definitely could justify a a second run for her. If they could justify one for Brad Wilmack, they can definitely justify it for Tasha Adams. Totally. You know, if their number one choice, me, is not available. (laughs) Right. But why would they take her off off the podcast? If they are going to make her the next Bachelorette, they should keep her on the podcast until the very last minute. Right. Because that gives her more exposure and it allows her to even talk about Hmm. all of it or whatever. It makes no sense to yank her off those shows if she's going to be the next Bachelorette. I don't know. I said I wasn't going to speculate. And then I'm like, well, what about a second <laughs> season? We have to speculate. This, to me, this was like some of the biggest news that we've seen, you know, in terms of like a disruption within the company mechanism that puts out these podcasts and the propaganda machine and stuff. Whenever they change hosts up, I guess with the exception of Sluss, because it was just like, Sluss wasn't great on the mic, clearly didn't want to be there. And they got rid of her very quickly. What do you mean? Sluss got a new job. Her cooking show. Bacon and bubbly. But what we're seeing here is something completely different because also clickbait is now a mainstay in the official Bachelor Nation podcast world. Back then when it first started, it wasn't. It's a much more successful podcast mm-hmm. now. They've kind of got their format down, which is it's a feeder of that propaganda that starts in the show. And I I just don't know why she left. No one does. 
It's very mm -hmm. curious to me. I hope that information comes out, but until then, we will continue to only be able to speculate. I hope only the best are coming for her, and I hope she joins that two million club with whatever her next endeavor is. I do too. I would love to see her hit that two million club. So good luck to you, Tasha. And that rounds out all of the news for this week. Now it's time to move into that portion of our program where we talk about some plays that these players are making in a different but related game. <laughs> Or an extension of the game. Uh, I would say it's a different but related game. <laughs> different strokes. Different folks. That's right. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Connor, the Catman B, and Rodney Matthews, fellow top players teamed up for a fun TikTok. Words appear on the video that says, when someone shows up on limo night not wearing a costume, cat emoji, apple emoji, with them mouthing the words, you look so dumb right now, to the tune of Take a Bow by Rihanna. The caption reads, petition to get Rodney Matthews on TikTok, hashtag FYP, hashtag The Bachelorette, hashtag Bachelor, hashtag Bachelorette, hashtag Catboy, hashtag Apple Guy, hashtag Take a Bow, hashtag Rihanna, hashtag Lemon, Limon, Limo night. Hashtag Rod. <laughs> Limonique. Limon night. Limonique. The TikTok has 12.2K likes and 183.5K views. Speaking of likes and views, season 26 player and real life physician, Kira Mengistu posted a reel and TikTok about the biology of ADHD and used clips of Shanae and Elizabeth. The caption reads, the biology behind ADHD brain emoji Full video on TikTok, limited to 60 seconds on Reels. Crying head emoji? Sweating sad face? I don't know what that one is. Shout out to <laughs> at ecorgan5280, that's Elizabeth Corgan, of course, for being an advocate for the hashtag neurodivergent. The post has 886 likes. Jorge Moreno, bystander, Hall of Famer, Franco Lacosta, posted an Instagram main grid post of three books he was reading with How to Win the Bachelor right in the middle. His caption reads, New Year, hashtag 2022, a time to reflect on our lives and rethink our relationships. I received three amazing gifts. Book one, The Premarital Planner, at Vicki Ziegler, at Brian Krause, at Naked Encore Pod. Two, How to Win the Bachelor, at Game of Roses Pod. Love my friends, at Chad Colchin, at Pace Case. And three, hashtag all that you deserve, given to me by my daughter, at Carmen.nyc1. They have contributed to my new perspective. Hashtag new me, hashtag new life, hashtag self-love, hashtag love, hashtag new year, hashtag new beginning. What is a relationship to you? I'm curious to know, are you evolving and are you ready for a better you? Hashtag true love starts within... Heart emoji. My new project is about personal growth. So excited. Hashtag new project. Hashtag enlightenment. Hashtag wellness. Hashtag, hashtag luxury. Hashtag time. Hashtag me. Hashtag you. Hashtag together. Hashtag happiness. Hashtag awareness. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag elevate. Hashtag our. Hashtag breath. Hashtag stories of our lives. Hashtag rise. Uh, prayer hand emoji. Smiling with hearts around the face emoji. And that post has 223 likes. What? Whew. Tongue twister. Okay. So in his... There's so much here to unpack. He has mm -hmm. two sections of a million hashtags in the same caption, which is hilarious. It. Also, love my friends at Chad Colchin at Pace Case. Mm -hmm. 
just for the record, we've never met Franco LaCosta. Yeah. I don't know if I would consider him a friend. We love him, obviously. He's fantastically entertaining. Mm-hmm. I loved his gazelle pose. But I think he thinks he might have come on our show at one point, and he has not. I think he might be confusing us with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> We're infiltrating the game. More evidence. <laughs> okay, moving on. Jason Tardick this week asked fans to pick the cover of his new book in a four-picture Instagram main grid post with the caption, I really need your help. Which book cover do you like best? One, two, three, or four. Please let me know in comments. I need to make a decision this week. Thank you for your help. All feedback is welcome. This post has 21.3K likes and 41.2K comments. Maybe Tardik should trade his secrets about getting this level of engagement. I thought this was a fantastic play, by the way. Oh, yeah. Getting everybody excited about the book, getting the engagement. I had a strong opinion. I was like number two. I did too. I was like number none. They were all bad. Number none. Ooh. Yeah. He should go back to the the drawing board with all of these covers, in my opinion. Well, hopefully it's not too late to take in this feedback. These... We're all great plays, but of course, there can only be one parasocial play of the week. Finally, someone had the courage to say what we all know is true and nominate the best next crown. That only one person can revolutionize our beloved game and bring it back to its glory of yore. That pace case, me, should be the next bachelorette. And that nominating someone was none other than our 17th crown and parasocial powerhouse, Katie Thurston. In an Instagram story Q&A response to who should be the next Bachelorette, Thurston issued an official nomination for At Pace Case, alongside an image of the new sacred text, How to Win the Bachelor. Though we don't have numbers on the engagement due to the storied nature of the post, clearly the nation was in tithers over this parasocial play. Some were clamoring for Dale Moss to go on a second tour for Pace Case's season. (laughs) Some were saying that this would usher in the new Jed era of the game, as Pace Case already has a lovely boyfriend, Jake. Will the producers finally listen to the people and cast a cis, white, 40RR, free spirit lead into her 30s who has a Bachelor podcast book and already has a boyfriend? Time will tell. I mean, who who were the people that were clamoring for Joe Moss to go on a second tour for your season? I didn't see those people. I got some DMs. <laughs> clamoring. I would love it. I hope that Jake is okay with you becoming the next Bachelorette. I hope Dale Moss does show up. Very supportive. That's fantastic. Is he supportive of Dale Moss joining your relationship? As he would probably be the ring winner of your season. I mean, he knows what he's signed up for. Okay. Pacey and protocol? He can compete. Nice. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations to Katie Thurston on winning this Parasocial Play of the Week for this monumental, what, what were the words you put in there? I forget. The, <laughs> the revolutionary nomination, whatever it was, that's going to change the game, bring it back to its glory of yore. I mean, the nation really wrote this one, <laughs> not me. The clamoring nation. <laughs> yes. And now we have to mention some of those creatures. This week, Jill Chin posted a snap with her cat, Sauce. Yes, her cat's name is really Sauce, and Sauce is intersex, just like Dark Seekers' cat back home in Missouri. Hmm. Jill Chin put the caption, don't speak to me or my child ever again. And the Hmm. picture in her Instagram story is very cute. There is Sauce. 
uh, looking not very happy to be held up to the camera, just wanting to be left alone, <laughs> seemingly. Mm-hmm. I love pictures of cats like this. And so this week, Jill Chin and Sauce get our parasocial creature of the week. I mean, the name alone, iconic. Absolutely. And that wraps up all of our parasocial plays, both human and creature alike. And now it's time for us to cut our ropes and fall straight down. We have nothing to fear. We will never hit the ground. (laughs) There is no ending here. That's from my song, Bottom of the Pit. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone recognizes that banger. (laughs) Some people may. I do. It's in my fucking head forever. But this is... Screams from the Pit! pit. Clues. My scream this week is obvious. You and I were going through this gauntlet of interviews and podcasts this week as we count down to our pub day, a.k.a. Second Christmas, a.k.a. January 25th. During one of these interviews, I look down at a notification on my phone. and I see Katie Thurston has tagged you in her Instagram story. I assume this is referring to the Game of Roses account, but I check and she has tagged me Pace Case for Next Bachelorette. I suddenly get this flood of DMs and texts. And of course, I have to respond with my own parasocial play. Grabbed my readily available purple vibrator, made my own (laughs) promo, be a pace case. And I realized in this moment, you know, I'm really committing to this, you know, putting images of myself with the sex toy on my Instagram. Like, yeah, I'm never going to be the president or the head engineer of something. Don't say that. You never know. <laughs> it just, it it was, um, it was a moment I never thought I was going to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I also started picturing my season. Can't help but not. Yeah. I will. I'm so high stoned the entire time. <laughs> I'm, Wait, I'm, how, do, how do you get weed into the show? Um, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I'm constantly crying. Just uh-huh. constant tear play. They're like, Lizzie, Pace Case, can we just get one take of this ITM without tears? We we need something for our promo that makes you seem like a normal person. No, I, I'm crying the whole time. Maybe your fence jump moment is it involves weed. You're like, I haven't smoked a fucking joint in two months. If you don't get me... A gram of weed right now. I'm fucking out of here. I mean, I would do everything. I would do experimental plays. I would do voluntary nudity plays constantly, you know. As a bachelorette? Get the record of black boxes. You know, I'm a free spirit archetype, so I really would have to lean into that, you know. (laughs) I guess. Have we ever seen a voluntary nudity play by a lead? No. But it's time. And the other thing that I want in the game so badly is I'm going to propose to my ring winner. None of that shit. There will be no male knees on the ground at the final rose ceremony. I will do it. Will you do it with a sparkler? And will you get down on a knee? I will do it with a sparkler. I will do it with a joint in my hand. I will get down on one knee. Okay. Interesting. I will propose. I will say, you can be my ring winner 
Jake, as you know, as everyone has known this whole season, is still in the picture, still very important, but we'll work this out. Well, he should be there. He should be there mm. for the final rose ceremony. He comes yes. out and you both propose together to the ring winner. You each yeah. get down on a knee and you maybe you propose with the joint. He proposes with the ring. Dale Moss accepts both and you put the yes. ring on Dale Moss's finger as he's taking a hit off the joint and then you become a thruple. I mean, I think it would get great ratings. Certainly it would be historic. There's no doubt about that, but mm-hmm. this is a fantastic scream. I don't even think this is necessarily a scream. This is a celebration of achieving Mm. that next level. I know it's a dark scream when you say that. (laughs) This isn't a scream. I'm just saying this. Uh You know, we're joking here. Obviously, you're probably not going to be the next Bachelorette, but you have a literal Bachelorette. Ouch. Sorry. Tagging you (laughs) in a post where that is being said. That's pretty Mm -hmm. fucking cool, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. It is cool. And now let me tell you about a, another real cool story. Okay. This is my scream from the pit. So every once in a while in my life, weird things will happen, as I'm sure they do in all of our lives. And this week, one of those mm-hmm. things happened to me. I emerged from my domicile, which is rare these days. In fact, that day I did it for about a minute and a half, only to throw away some trash from within my mm-hmm. domicile into the dumpster outside. That's self-care, not living in trash. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a total monster. I take the trash, I dump it in the dumpster, and I turn around to walk back to my front door. As I'm doing this, there's a man in the middle of the street jogging, just out for a midday jog. He's shirtless, long hair flowing, breathing hard. We make eye contact for half a second, whatever, as you do with any human you see to gauge threat. That's why we do it. You look someone in the eyes to see if they're going to kill you or attempt to, and if you're going to have to defend yourself. I see no threat in these eyes. He sees no threat in mine because it doesn't exist. I keep walking. He keeps jogging. We pass one another. My back is to this man. I hear from behind me, Chad, and I turn around. The man has stopped running. He is looking directly at me. I'm now reassessing. Mm -hmm. Is there threat in those eyes? Still no. Mm -hmm. Curiosity in those eyes. He then says, Chad Colchin? And I say, (laughs) yeah. Do we know each other? And he says, no. I'm just a huge fan. I've read all your books. And this is crazy that I ran into you. I could talk to you for an hour about it. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. He was a fan of my, my novels. And somehow knew what I look like, which requires some Googling if you're a fan of the novels. That's not like an easily identifiable thing. Your picture's not in the novel? I don't think my picture's in any of my books except How to Win the Bachelor. Oh, dang. Super fan. Yeah, a super fan for sure. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And we we went our separate ways. As soon as I Mm -hmm. walked in my front door, I thought to myself, I wonder if I could coach that guy into The Bachelorette. That was my first thought. This man was telling me he's a fan of my novels that have nothing to do with any of our Bachelor work. Literally uh-huh. nothing. He's like, oh, your books are so great. I love this one. It did this. And this you know, point in my life made me feel this way or whatever. My only thought is, can this man be a coachable player that I can send like a nuclear missile into the Bachelorette? And that's where I'm at. He sounds like a perfect candidate. 
we'll do whatever you say. <laughs> no. I just, you know, he was like in good shape. He had the right look. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he'd be interested in it. Not that anything would come of that. I'm just saying the scream truly is now, I meet mm. strangers on the street. Well, to shirtless man who is guaranteed listening to this, DM clues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that my my first impulse now when I meet a complete stranger is, can I train them to infiltrate our beloved game? Yeah. That, to me, is a scream. That's a big scream. I agree, but one that I enjoyed nonetheless. And now, let's hear another scream. This scream comes to us from our Discord channel, which if you are joining us in the bottom of the pit on our Patreon, you will have access to. So if you go to patreon.com slash gameroses and you join us in the bottom of the pit, you open up that Discord and you can submit your own screams. And we play the best ones here. They have to be a minute or less. That's the only rule. And so now we're going to play you one from Logan18Roach. Are you ready for this Scream Pace Case? Yes. Hello, Pitt. My name is Logan, and I am from Kansas City. My scream this week is that since beginning my journey into the pit with Game of Roses, I have had this desire that I have not been able to sate where I have just wanted to get deeper into the pit. And this last week, I feel like I finally reached a level that felt good. I was in Colorado on a ski trip with my friends, and when we got to the top of this mountain, my friend takes a video of me screaming, I am the ultimate Viking! I posted it to my Instagram, I got reposted by Game of Roses, and I got reposted by Clayton Eckerd, the current crown and ultimate Viking himself, passing on his title to me. I was so overwhelmed, it was like a hit of ecstasy. And I knew in this dark moment that I could never turn back, it was no longer my choice. And I fully welcome it. Holy shit. This is one of my favorite screams ever. Oh, mine too. It's very similar actually to yours, having Katie Thurston yeah. tag you in a uh, in a post. Anytime you can get a crown, sitting or otherwise, to repost your stuff, to calm out on your stuff, to like your stuff, it's like you're you're reaching through the TV screen a little bit. And to have one this special, I'm the ultimate Viking, to have the ultimate Viking then repost it, this is just congratulations. And I also understand what you're saying, the dark side of it, that it felt like a hit of ecstasy and that it's like, this is only going to fuel you to do more, to go deeper. Because when you get these little things, these little dopamine rushes of like, oh, I'm doing something here. It only makes you want to fucking do more and more and more. Take it from me. I'm probably at this point, 10,000 memes deep. Like I get it. And it never goes away. So welcome to the darkest part of the pit. You live here now forever. I mean, I can identify with this scream on so many levels as I also recorded a very similar video when I was at Viking Stadium freezing my ass off. <laughs> and Clay Necker didn't repost yours. This scream makes me want to post it again and tag him. I'm like... Shit, I didn't tag him. I would say you should probably repost it every day and tag uh -huh. him in it until he reposts. That's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. But thank you, Logan18Roach, <laughs> for this beautiful scream. My next scream will be, I'm blocked by Clayton. Yeah. I tag him every day. <laughs> no, I really think this scream it got to the core of what a scream truly is. Yeah. It's equal parts pleasure and pain. Getting too close to the sun. Yeah, it's it's shame and it's celebration. It's both. Yeah. That 
you feel bad about having done this, but you feel happy about the result, about what it has achieved in this, what should yeah. be a very inconsequential thing is that like this guy, Clayton Eckerd, uh, a former NFL wannabe, reposted your thing. Who cares? Everyone cares. Everyone in the pit cares because this is a beautiful moment when the darkness takes hold. They're going to love it. We'll repost it when this comes out so everyone can revel in the joy of this shameful yes. celebration. But thanks again to Logan for sending us that. And we hope that you're having a, a good time out there in Kansas City, the Midwest, where the ultimate Viking is from. You're just a stone's throw from Eureka, Missouri. Maybe you go there for your next ultimate Viking scream. Good job, Logan. But that wraps up our show for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you enjoyed all those tids, all those parasocial plays, all those screams, all those gains. The state of the game, we're in it now. This is at the Gore era. Mm -hmm. It's going to start on Tuesday of next week and Monday of next week. The Gorification of history. And Monday of next week, we are going to have a digging deeper, the likes of which you ain't never heard. We've got clips from clickbait that are going to... I don't know what it's going to do to you. I don't know what it's going to do to me. I've heard these clips and I still am not quite sure how I'm going to be able to handle myself discussing them because clickbait is just becoming something different now in this, what what we're calling the gore era. Happy hour is that too, but clickbait is really the one where everybody on that show is hardcore defending the lie in a way that seems... I mean, it just seems crazy at this point. And so... We're going to be digging into some clickbait stuff as well as some other clips. We hope you'll join us on Monday for that. And again, to join us, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerroses. Sign up, join us in the pit. You're going to get access to that episode, to all of our other Digging Deepers. We have, I believe we have almost 40 episodes in there now that you can listen to all of. It's stuff like Digging Deepers, best of, or top 10 lists from the end of all the seasons, different all-star seasons, all kinds of podcast episodes in there. We've got videos in there, songs in there, access to the Discord. So we hope you'll join us. By the way, Mini Scream, I'm really enjoying the Discord, especially the topics that are about my hobbies, yoga, Pokemon Go, Bravo. Like, perfect. Deep pit people just discussing all of my favorite things. It's beautiful. There you go. Pace Case is living in the Discord now. So you can join her there and talk about yoga and Pokemon <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,242 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now head to toe dressed in Quince. I got their shirts. I got their pants. I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot 
for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. <laughs> I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses we're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer it's a great time of year it's a time for renewal for me that means reconnecting with friends and family i haven't seen for a while and when i do i want to make sure i have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with that's why first leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well, if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's gonna use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand-curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.